Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Let's Talk Law Enforcement. I am your host, Kenny Dean, and I'd like to welcome you to tonight's episode. Uh, before we get started, I'm going to jump in there real quick and give a shout out to all my sponsors, right? I put all you guys on my Instagram. If you guys follow me there, I put all, all my all my sponsors on my Instagram, on my stories, and uh, give them each a a shout, a shout out because it's, it's well-deserved, man. I appreciate everything because without you guys, this would not happen. So listen, this episode, um, normally I try not to go backwards, right, in my life with anything. Women, you know, anybody I dated before, anything. I'm not going to say negative, but in the past, I try to move forward because, you know, I've kind of been through a lot. And that's not to be the victim of anything because I made it right. And I'm going to keep making it. But I had a lot of people ask me about, bro, you left NPD after so many years, right? You were vested. You did this. Um, you left. Tell me why. Tell me why. Well, I, and let me, let me, let me say this. Every police department has its issues. Every single one. Huge, small, medium-sized. Every police department has its issues. But for me and a lot of other veteran officers, we had enough. We had enough. We had enough. It, it was it, it. It had gotten to the point where you know, doing the whole Black Lives Matter movement, doing the protests, everything. People, officers were just done. They were done because they didn't get time off. Yeah, oh yeah, you got big checks, all that other stuff, but you didn't get time off. Um, and that destroys you. Trust me, I know. You don't have time to spend with your family. You don't have time to spend with your significant others. You just are burnt out totally, right? And I had already came from a district, 7th District in Southeast D.C., which is high volume, high crime. There's no hiding that, right? And I handle that. I call to handle that. You know, despite my getting to my shootings and everything, I bounce back and I handle that because yeah, we always say if you can handle 7D and 6D and Southeast, you can handle anywhere working in the world, right? And I honestly mean that. But it had gotten to the point where, and, and I'm not going to say all management because we have some, we had some great supervisors at MPD. Here's a problem in my mind. Again, it's my opinion. And a lot of other officers that I even screamed to before I went on air. Those good supervisors, those good sergeants, those good lieutenants, those good captains, they always seem to, to leave, right? They always seem to leave to go elsewhere outside of patrol. They get promoted to go here. They get promoted to go. You're like, where's Sarge? They were here last year. Yeah, they're gone. They went to SOD, Special Operations. They went here. They went to SRO units, school resources. You know, they went to youth division. And that change is part of the job, right? But you had good supervisors that actually were good supervisors, right? And they let you 
be the police within reason, right? They let you be the police. You made decisions because that's the only thing. You make a decision, man. You're grown man or woman with a with a hip, with a gun on your hip and an ability to take a life. Make a decision. That's also my good sergeants used to say. And we had some really good sergeants in seven days when I came in. Good sergeants. There was there was not the over discipline of everything. And that's one of the major problems that that has occurred, especially in this department, that department, and also in a lot of departments around, you know, around the country. Most departments or a lot of departments went all the way to that far end of we have to show the citizens that we are crushing the officers to make it seem like you know we 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 in like we in for the citizens and that's fine that's fine well you you need good citizens right you, you have to build this thing together but it got to a point where and i know this for a fact officers were getting in trouble for minor stuff that you go well wait a minute couldn't you just have spoken to that person or said this or, Hey, don't do that again or whatever. And a lot of times, no, we got paper or what we call And everybody knows this is listening to this podcast around MPD, whatever IS numbers, everything was IS numbers, investigative. Everything was IS numbers. And we had also had a civilian review board in DC, which is fine because to be honest, uh, they couldn't investigate their way out of paper bag. That was all. Everything that went to them was clear. Because to be honest, they had to look in the rule books themselves. And they, oh yeah, the officer didn't do anything. He smiled wrong at the citizen. Okay, case dismissed, right? Because internal affairs is going to handle anything serious anyway. But it had gotten to the point where good officers really good officers had had enough. And I can tell you, I know at least 10 to 20 officers left during the time that I left. Good officers to other areas. And I'm not saying, you know, we, we always say the grass is green. I'm not saying that. It's you get fed up to a point where you're like, man, I am putting everything out for this agency. I am sacrificing everything that they told me I wasn't going to sacrifice when I got hired. And see, that's the point. You know, as an officer, you're willing to sacrifice your life, um, some other things, right, to protect and serve. Most police officers are okay with that. But what happens when you start taking away little things to police, they become disgruntled. Then they don't want to come to work. They take sick leave, right? They leave, they quit. It it just happens. And we have good managers there. We do. We have some good managers. I know plenty of good supervisors at MPD. But the upper management, when I was there, set for a few, and I had on, I'll be real, you know, a couple of chiefs or whatever. You were numbers. We were all numbers. And, you know, you looked at roll call. I mean, I was acting sergeant many a day. Cruiser 7040 over the 7th District. Acting sergeant many a day. Acting sergeant at 1D. Right? Cruiser 1050. And I did roll call a few. I did check off. And for me, it was like numbers. Hey, Lieutenant, we got, oh, no, we need somebody to cover this detail. Wait, 
we need somebody to cover this hospital detail. Wait, we got nine people. Make it happen. That's it. Make it happen. And then you have top heavy <laughs> admin staff. You have officers on sick leave. You have officers, what we call POD, performance of duty, things like that. And those numbers didn't count, right? So you had to make do. And it stressed the officers out. Um, going to specialized units was a chore. And I, listen, I'm not saying a lot of people that didn't go to specialized units did not earn those lateral promotions, as we say. But you could look at people <laughs> and go, how did you get in the gun recovery unit? Or how did you get an electronic unit? Or how did you get this? And it, it, and I, it wasn't it wasn't I'm being you know I'm jealous or what because I I found my niche I, to me I I I'm an FTO I stayed in FTO active shooter type stuff give me my rifle give me my gun I'm out on the street I'm good to go but you could see really deserving officers that did not make make it and you would sit back and go. Man, them dudes been busting their ass on the street for 10, 15 years. And then somebody else comes in off two years. And, I, and I'm going to be honest. Somebody else comes in off two years with a big button to smile. And they got it. And you're like, oh, right? So that also caused a lot of officers to leave, right? But when I put this out and said I was going to talk about it, I got a lot of people. A lot of former MPD officers that were like, hey, wait a minute. Um, this is why I left, right? So I'm going to read you one. This, this came in from a former officer, right? Dealing with management is number one. Treating your officers like shit. Number three was micromanaging. Number four was overpenalizing for minor disciplinary action. Number five, disrespecting and talking to officers like they're your children, right? Number six, letting the title you hold go to your head. Whoa, right? All right. So this was another, another separate one. Okay. It says, hey, don't mention my name, but you know, right. It says, okay. So they treat you as a number. For me, that was a huge reason where I'm at now. They treat you like a grown adult police officer, right? Some departments are too big to move around. And all I wanted was to move to, we call it an NSID, drug unit, or do something like that. Made arrests, made good cases, and nothing, no matter what you did, felt like you were doing anything meaning, meaningful, he says. So it also says the money is great, and they throw money at you left and right. But family time off? Nope. You don't get it. Decompressing is key to success in this job. And I felt like that was either looked down upon or non-existent. All right. So that was a couple of, you know, messages that I got from former officers that were like, yo, this is why I left to go to this department. And, they, and, they, and the departments aren't always big. Right. And I will say this, for me going to a huge department, working at a huge mega department, going to a small one, I'm at peace, man. I love it. I love it. I get my take-home crews to gas up and I work and the pace is different. It's not murder, death, kill every day. It's, it's, 
you get to actually police the community. And what I mean by that, you get to interact with average citizens who are okay with you. How you doing, Austin? I thought I died when I went like on my first call in, in Maryland jurisdiction I work in and a couple of black people were like, how you doing, Austin? And I'm like, what? What would I do? No, 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 no. How you doing? I know how to take that. I know how to take that because I'm, I'm like, are you speaking or are you just being smart? No, they were generally speaking. How you doing, Austin? Man, geez, be safe. Whoa, I like to like to kill me because I wasn't used to that. It was fuck you, officer. You're fed. We don't talk to feds. After police, fuck twelve. Blah blah. All day. Right, and that that occurs. We used to it. We take it. But when you get somewhere and you're like, man, I'm kind of appreciated. Are you kidding me? It it changes your whole attitude, right? Because now you're originally you're back in policing for what you originally got into it for. Which is I do want to protect and serve. I also want to chase cars and the bad guys and all that. But I this is what I got into policing for. I want to talk to kids. You know what I mean? I want to do shop with a cop. I, I want to do these things and I have ample time to do them right now that I'm in a, a smaller department. And to, like I say, I love it. My command staff speaks to me every day. My lieutenant doesn't walk past me with his nose up in the air. Bruh. That happened all the time. I'm like, bro, you got five years on as a lieutenant in D.C., right? You got five years on. You made lieutenant. I'm glad for you. But then you get on your first homicide, you're like, hey, D, um, uh, you, Lou, we got it. I got it. But now you're in panic mode because you need to re- report to the commander because she's blowing up your cell phone and you don't have anything. So now those officers, those same officers that you walk by every day in the station, said nothing to, good morning, good night, nothing. Now you got to rely on those guys to get the job done because that's where it's at. And that is, that is one of my major complaints. Upper management forgets. They are nothing without the street officer. They are nothing, nothing. I had a couple homicide detectives um, over at MPD, right? That worked at 7D with me on the street. Like, kind of field train them guys. They big time homicide detectives. Every time they saw me on the scene, it wasn't, hey, I'm homicide. Hey, go get this. It don't work that way. Hey, KD, what you got? Right? Their attitude didn't change. Because they know the officer, 90% of the time, good officer knows his beat, his PSA. He has that information that they're looking for. Who's this guy? You know this guy? Yeah. Oh, here, I got some stuff on. I just locked him up. Okay, cool. Appreciate it. Come in homicide. Do your statement for me. It wasn't, I'm homicide. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, I'm a new sergeant. You do what I say. We, you, you understand it and respect that because everybody has a job, right? And that just gets back to the point for me where why can't departments retain good officers? And to me, that's the problem.
That's a lot of the problem. You're beating your officers to death. We take a lot of stuff from citizens, right? That's what they say. You get paid to do it. That's your choice. We we know that. You get cussed at, get beat on, spit on, the whole nine yards, right? Ever since George Floyd, every officer is bad. Every single one. Everything is brutality. And it's not. It's not. Every video on social media showing an officer using force. Is the officer black? No. Is he white? Oh, it's racism. Automatically. We don't look into it. They don't look into it. It's just, yep, right? So officers get tired of that, right? Because rarely do you, rarely do you get a citizen on the scene that says, hey, how you doing, officer? Um, this happened, this happened, and this happened. We have to extract information. And I understand you're in a neighborhood. You don't want to be seen talking to the police. We, we get that. We, we fine with that. But you also want that crime solved. So to me, departments have to do a better job of putting out information. And they don't. In my opinion, they don't. We get a sound bite, right? And everybody knows what a sound bite is going to sound like. On such and such, uh, and he did this, and have a good day. That's it. No, explain to these citizens why the officer did what he did. Right. Put the video out. Explain it. We have PIOs, public information officers, in a lot of departments. I'm not saying all. But a lot of times they didn't even come out the scenes. So you had to rely on a lieutenant or a captain to, to give a sound bite. I'm not saying they didn't know what they were doing. Right. That's fine. But tell them why the officer did this. Well, we hit him with the sound bite. Preliminary investigation says that. Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, man, well, oh, God, you could just flip that. Right. Cookie cutter stuff. Sometimes you got to tell a citizen. Man, look, crime rate is high here. There's a lot of robberies, shooting. That's why we got police out here doing whatever. We don't do that. We don't do that. We do do a piss poor job of doing that. So then when the officers get into it or use the force or anything, you got to go. Uh, well, yeah, we're going to draw, we're going to do an investigation. We're going to, and the officer's frustrated because he's like, you put me out here to get guns. You put me out here to do my job. You want the crime rates down. And the minute something goes a little off, you pull us back and then you go, well, we got to apologize to the community. We got to, let me, let me, let me say this. Most good citizens in a community know what needs to be done. A lot of them may not say it because, <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't want to lose that card, especially in the black community. They don't want to lose their black card, right? But let's be real. A lot of people in the community, especially the black communities, are very intelligent and they know they hate crime. They despise it. But tell them what's going on. If you send 20 officers in here to get these dudes off the corner, keep the backbone. Don't immediately, as soon as something happens, you pulling the officers off. We're going to start an investigation. Because to be honest, the bad guys win again. And then you have disgruntled officers on their way out. And they're like, man, I'm out of here. Because in roll call, in roll call, and I'm going to say this. They tell you one thing, go out there and do your job. 
we we got you. We got your support. No. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> a lot of times you don't. Well, wait a minute. I got a complaint, Sarge. Yeah, but, you know, I tried to write you out of it. Well, I didn't do anything. I know, but, you know, because you can make a complaint. Every citizen has that right. But some of the complaints, you're like, this is what the body camera was for. This, the body cameras were supposed to end those complaints on the spot. That's that's not that's not that's not happening. That's not happening. We were told as police officers, we were told a big ass lie in roll call when we, we start wearing those body cams. Yeah, we're gonna knock out complaints right on the scene. That's why we got the camera set up. That's what we got it, right? The phone set up, we can look at it right then and there. That almost never happened. That almost never happened. So that further like divided police because they're like, man, like, wait a minute. So I got the body cam on. It's transparency, but yet I still get investigated for something that that can be cleared right here. I didn't cuss at this lady. I didn't hit this lady. I didn't beat this dude up. Let's look at it right here. It's real time because you can do that real time. And yet, no, we still got to, you know. So a lot of officers got frustrated with that and like, hey, I'm out of here. Right? Across this country, we let that small percentage of people who I hate the police, police ain't shit, uh, every, every cop is racist, all that. We let them roll with taking over the whole police community the last three, three years. And nobody fought back. And then you wonder, Departments are wondering why can't I, why can't I retain officers? Because you didn't do anything to support the officers when they were going through um, those critical times. You didn't. Now it's kind of swinging back because you know people are like, hey, I'm fed up with crime, juvenile, my car, I'm getting carjacked. Yeah, well, some of these laws were changed <laughs> to benefit the criminal. And everybody knows that, right? Politicians, a lot of politicians took straight advantage of F the police. We're going to change it to get votes to stay in office because the more anti-police you were, the better, you know, you you've seem to fit for certain communities, right? You're going to get out vote because you're going to keep the police in check. Yeah, sure. Because, folks, let's let's look at this. What are the numbers on police shootings and murders across this country right now versus somebody else's committing murder, robbing, killing, or shooting the average citizen versus citizen? We already know. Doesn't even compare, right? But, again, let the media tell it. All the police are the bad guy. And I understand. I understand where some of that came from because you have some bad officers, right? You have bad officers. And nobody hates bad police more than decent, good police. And I'm telling you. Well, why don't you call them out? We do call them out. We just can't go on social media. We can't go on the, at the news and call a press conference and say, hey, he did this or whatever. It's handled behind closed doors. We can't go out and do that. You can't violate somebody's rights 
and you know, on a job and say he did this and did it. You can do it behind closed doors. And it does get investigated. I'm telling you, it gets investigated. But you can't go on the media. It doesn't work that way. And a lot of people don't understand that. So I just say that to say, because my final thought will be this. I'm not knocking my police department, my former police department in general. I'm knocking the way the system is set up. You have really good officers, especially in D.C. I work with plenty and still good friends with plenty of them who go to work every day and work long hours. And, you know, in D.C., you get your days cut. You come in the roll call and they like, hey, we're going to work for the next six days, 12 hours a day. And you're like, huh? Call your family. But that was the nature of the beast in D.C. I understood that to a, to a degree, right? Emergencies, you get held over, right? Late calls, that's part of it. But what you want is at least your upper management who always say, I was in your shoes as an officer or a patrol or a corporal or whatever, right? Sergeant. I know how it was. They always say, I know how it was. I'm not going to let that happen. But unfortunately, a lot of times when you get it, the further you get up that ladder, you look further down on the people that make it work. And again, I know this. It's a class. It's a, it's a bunch of sergeants from MPD that just got promoted recently, a couple of days ago, right? And one of them was a good friend of mine, really good friend of mine. Well, actually two, one made detective. And we used to sit in the car and talk about stuff like this. And I really think she's going to be a great sergeant. She's going to be a great sergeant. Because her ass got in trouble. She got written up for the dumbest things. We used to chase cars together. We had to write statements together. All that. But I really think she's going to keep that in the back of her mind. And the hope is the further she gets up the ladder, she's like, no, I'm not writing this officer up for that. But again, the problem with that is you have higher ups are like, no, nah, you need to write that off so that up for that or, or you're going to lose your stripes. And therein comes the problem a lot of times. So people always ask, well, again, why did you leave and why did you never want to get promoted? Because I have a this serious distaste for disciplining other officers for the same stuff that I did. Because I had veteran leadership who would talk to me here and there and go, hey, bro, do it this way. It's a better way to do it. They never put paper on you. They never put paper on you. But, you know, and I'm going to end this real quick, but I can say this. We had a certain captain at the first district, little short dude, little four foot three short dude made captain in like 10 years. When you, when, when internal affairs kicks you out of internal affairs, <laughs> that's all you need to know. And yet this, this dude, this dude was a terror and everybody despised him. He had a personality of a rock. We hated to see him walk in a building, hated to see him walk in roll call. But these are the kind of guys who are in charge, but they're not leaders. So, again, when people ask, why did you leave? Because I went somewhere where I was appreciated. I went somewhere where I could tent my take home cruiser without 
during internal affairs numbers. I went somewhere where, you know, I can take vacation. I can take days off. You know, it's not immediate pen to paper. And yeah, I'm getting promoted here too. But I intend on being a leader and just not somebody who wanted to get promoted. So folks, I'm going to say this. Every department, like I said, every department has issues. If you want to work in D.C., great department in certain aspects. You will get paid. You will get paid. And I hope the new chief um, does exactly what she says she's going to do. Let the police be the police and chase the bad guys again. Let them be police. So with that being said, if you have any further questions, you guys know where to reach me, inbox me, send me some messages, let me know what you think about this episode. And we're also going to follow up episode uh, video tomorrow on YouTube with my co-host. She'll be back and uh, we're going to talk about this issue further. So if I missed anything, we're going to jump into it and I'm going to have her to you know, add her experience from working in Baltimore city for 25 years. So again, guys, thank you for tuning in to this podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the page It's growing like crazy. Again, thank my sponsors and we're going to keep getting better. Have a very good evening and a Merry Christmas.